are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Hey, I want to go to a story found in the book of John. And uh, the author of the book of John is John. He wrote it. And uh, very interesting, John chapter 19, verse 25 through 27. If you have your Bibles, turn there. If you don't, we have a Bible for you on the left and to the right here on the screens. And it says this, standing near the cross where Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas and Mary Magdalene, three Marys here that they mentioned were standing at the foot of the cross here. Verse 26, when Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved. Who's the author of this book? John just said, I'm the disciple Jesus loved. You see that? Speaking here in third person, he said to her, dear woman, here is your son. And he said to this disciple, here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. Another translation says this, from that moment on, John accepted Jesus's mother, Mary, as his own mother. Very interesting that Jesus, we know, loved John because John told us he was the disciple that Jesus loved. So we could say it like this, Jesus loved John, but John loved John. Actually, John loved John more than Kanye loves Kanye. That was free. That's the best laugh you're going to get all day. And he was always boasting about this relationship he had with Jesus, Like, if you see through his writings, like, he always talked about that he was the favorite, right? He always was bloating that he was the best disciple, and I'm the one that Jesus loved. And so, and and I firmly believe that because when Jesus was crucified, there was only a handful of the disciples that even showed up at the cross. The rest were gone. Some betrayed him. Some left and didn't want to be a part of what was happening in the life of Jesus. And so Jesus is standing there. Mary, Jesus' mom, is standing there while Jesus is nailed to the old rugged cross. Can you imagine how Mary, the mother of Jesus, must have felt after witnessing this brutal beating of her son? Of her one and only son, Jesus She watched as they beat him, as they battered his body, as they mocked him, as they laughed at him. She watched as they literally tore flesh from his body off with a whip that was called a cat of nine tails that had all kinds of glass and sharp metals in it. And they would whip him with it and it would tear tear chunks of flesh off of him. Mary was there when he carried the cross up to Golgotha's hill. She watched him as he suffered, as he bled, as they pushed the crown of thorns up through his skull. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. As they took the nails and nailed him through each of his wrists right here, she was there. 
when they took the other nails and nailed his feet to that wooden cross. She was there as her son suffered. She was there watching them torture her son. We know that in that moment of the space of a few hours that Jesus would have seven last words or seven last statements upon that cross. Very important because last words are important. Would you agree? For a dying man, a dying woman, last words are very important. Some of you hold on to those words that mom said, that grandma said to you in her final moments before departing earth. In those seven statements, one of them Jesus chose to talk about his mother. To talk about his mother. Interesting. Jesus takes a moment and he turns to John, who was the disciple he loved, and says, hey John, I need you to do something for me. I'm leaving earth, but I need you to take care of mom. Come on, say that with me. Take care of mom. Take care of mom. Jesus, while suspended between heaven and earth, while dealing with eternal matters, something of great significance for our lives as Jesus followers, because if the cross didn't happen, we wouldn't be sitting here today enjoying the benefits of the cross that gave us forgiveness, that gave us grace, and gave us an eternal home in heaven with Jesus. But here Jesus is dealing with eternal matters. His blood is being shed for the sins of many, but yet he takes a moment to recognize mom. While the weight of sins of you and I, while the whole world rests on his shoulders, yet he sees it fit to say, I need you, John, to take care of mom when I'm gone. See, as a man, Jesus was showing us the importance of taking care of our mothers and loving them. The importance of while we have our mothers here on earth, that we should take care of them. And today I I want to, with that thought, I want to look at a few ways that we can love our mothers better. Is that all right today? And all the ladies said? Number one, we need to love our mothers verbally. Love her verbally. There's three words in our language and three words that seem so simple, but for some of us, they're hard to say. It's the words, I love you. I love you. And some men think, man, I, I, you know, they have a philosophy. I, I don't have to say I love you. I, I show you I love you. No, you need to say it. You need to say it, man. Well, uh, I, I've told you before, and if I change my mind, I'll let you know. <laughs> really? Well, maybe she changes her mind about washing your dirty underwear. Man, I better get a lot of love in the greeting line from all the ladies today. I'm helping y'all out. Um, someone says, well, I, 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 I show her that I love her. I don't, I'm not an emotional guy. I don't really say a lot, but I, I buy her things and I gifts. And, you know, the ladies like that. Amen. Amen. 
they like gifts, but you need to say those three words, I love you. Your children need to hear that in the home. You need to tell your children you love them. You need to tell your spouse in front of your children that you love them. You need to hug your wives in front of your children and kiss and let them say, mommy and daddy have cooties. You need to hear that. They need to be in a home. And I get it. I get it. Some of you weren't raised in a home that showed affection and love. And I get it. Your dad never told you he loved you. Your mom never said those words. They were closed off when it came to showing their emotions. But I want to encourage you today to love your mom verbally. The mothers in your life. I want to encourage you to love those ladies verbally. I want to encourage you to say those three words. I love you. It amazes me after 20 years in full-time ministry, how many people I've talked to as I'm counseling them that didn't hear those words growing up. They didn't hear those three simple words, I love you. I can't identify with that because I had a mom and dad who said that. I had a mom who would tell me she loved me even when I got in trouble. Come on, and there was a whole lot of that, folks. I, 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 I was shown that affection and that love. And so maybe you were in a, 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 an environment and maybe you got some learned behavior of not really showing that affection and love. And maybe God's asking you to step out and to, to love your mom verbally, to love the, your wife verbally, to, to love the ladies in your life verbally and to actually say those three words. That may be the hardest thing for you to do, but I believe today God will give you the strength to do it. For others, that's easy. For others, I love it, that's easy. And maybe because it's so easy, you just need to do it more often. Maybe you need to go the extra mile and do it more often and tell mom that you love her. I read this Dear Abby story that I want to share with you, and it goes like this. Dear Abby, I enlisted shortly after Pearl Harbor. 36 days later, I was on my way to the Philippines And en route, we were rerouted to Australia for 11 days. And when we were there, I met the most beautiful girl in the world. Our first date, I told her that I was going to marry her, and I did, 18 months later, while on a 10-day R&R leave. After more than 57 years of marriage and two children, my beloved Mary died five days before Christmas. Although we agreed that our ashes were to be scattered over the mountains, I could not part with hers. While Mary was alive, she would frequently say, you don't know how much I love you. And I'd reply, likewise. I never said these three words, I love you, to her. Now her ashes are on my dresser where I tell her several times a day how much I love her, but it's too late. Although I wrote her poetry to her, I could not bring myself to say the three words I knew she wanted to hear the most. As my dearest Mary was dying and we thought she was in a comatose state, I told her, there aren't enough words to tell you how much I love you. A few hours later, she whispered, not enough words, and died. The reason I'm writing this is to urge men to express their feelings while their loved ones are alive. I don't know why, but many men are reluctant to express the depths of their feelings. Signed, Missing Mary in Colorado. 
Our moms need to hear it. Our moms need to hear it come out of our mouth. The card is great. The card is nice. But they need to hear these words of affirmation coming from their children. It brings them joy. It brings them encouragement. It brings them fulfillment. Let's take care of mom. Amen? Let's love her verbally, number one. Number two, let's love her physically. When's the last time you gave your mom a big hug without asking? Without her asking you for it. When's the last time you wrapped your arms around her, gave her a kiss on the cheek? Huh? When's the last time you just sat on the couch and held her for a change after all the years she held you? Hmm? Think about it. She's the first person who ever touched you. She wrapped you up in her womb for months and you came out and her number one priority was you day and night. <laughs> Praise God for all the choleric, or the, uh, what's it called? Colicky kids. How many had colicky kids like we did? Lord have mercy. Extra prayers for you. You were a priority to her. To hold, she, she, your, her priority was to hold you, to cuddle you, to stroke your head, to rub your feet, to hold your little cheeks against her cheeks, to give you a finger to grasp. In love, she did all these things, including grooming you with a licked thumb. <laughs> While you were little, she would say, give me some sugar. You'd pucker up and you'd accept She'd accept your sloppy, wet, dirty kiss and even say thank you. You gave her bear hugs so tight she didn't have to hold on to you. You'd just cling to her and walk around the house. Hmm. I'm talking about mom. She changed your diapers, lots of them. Not a pretty situation. She potty trained you. She held the Kleenex for you to blow your nose Multiple times, 90% of the time it never made it in the Kleenex. She wiped food off of your face for years longer than she should have had to. She constantly touched you. And she may have handed you off to another. And her life may have endured some heavy changes, but she deserves your touch. And you should never have to give that, she should never have to give that up completely. Let's love mom, physically. It would mean more to her than flowers, candy, taking her out to eat, or a diamond necklace. Well, let's not go too far. (laughs) For you to embrace her, for you to touch her. As your mom gets older, that touch is going to mean more than anything to her. The things are great, the cards are important. A day off from cooking and laundry is important. Come on, men, step up today. Take her out, right? Grill out, do something. Just don't let mom do any of it. All that's important, but let's take care of mom and let's love her physically. Amen? Someone say, take care of mom. So number number one, we take care of mom verbally. We love her verbally. Number two, we love her Physically, number three, we love her patiently. And all the ladies said, 
us men could use just a little more patience with our ladies, right? Mothers have an incredible job with no pay. No pay. No position in the business world compares to the physical, emotional, and spiritual commitment she has in motherhood. Right? And don't ever make the mistake of asking a lady, do you work or do you stay at home? The only thing worse you can ask is when she's due, if you're not 100% sure she's expecting. (laughs) Been there, done that. Ouch. Oh, when are you due? I'm not. I just ate a whole box of Twinkies for the last three months. Sorry. (laughs) God bless you. And many ladies in here are working full time and coming home and parenting full time. Kudos to you. Right? You're coming home and looks like a hurricane hit your house every day. Right? You're coming home and putting in an eight, ten hour day and then coming home and loving on them little ones and giving attention to your husband and you're working two full time jobs. So shout out to those moms. Here's the point despite all she does for us, we often become impatient with her. We get so used to mom taking care of things, we come to expect it. And when it doesn't happen, we're outraged. Where are my clean underwear? Where is the shirt that's supposed to be ironed in my closet? Where is it? Huh? Come on now. Nobody but me? Okay. I'll talk about me. Where are my favorite cookies that you got yesterday? Well, we have three kids in our house and they are gone. It amazes me. We went to the grocery the other day, and it amazes me how fast cookies, chips, and ice cream go in my house. And soda when we buy it once in a while. It just amazes. They cleaned out. They clean it out, y'all. I'm like, gee. It's so bad in our house that every one of us, and I think my wife does it too, every one of us, we hide our favorite snack. Who does that? Come on, let's be real. How many of you hide your favorite chips, right? Your favorite little dessert things, your favorite cookie. You have a hiding spot. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I hide my salt and vinegar cake cod chips. Come on, somebody. Testify of the Lord's goodness. You got to hide food in my house or it's gone. And my daughter the other day, you know, trying to teach her to be generous. Well, she wipes out all the ice cream bars and gives them to the whole neighborhood. I'm like, honey. She said, well, dad, you told me to be generous. Well, (laughs) I ain't got much of a point there. I did tell you that, but we just bought them yesterday and you gave them out to the whole neighborhood. Let their mom and dad buy ice cream bars. (laughs) Praise God. And we expect these things because mom is just right on time. And when she happens to fumble once every decade, we get impatient with her. Teenagers do this a lot. They take their mom for granted. Teenagers, sometimes they'll, uh, they'll uh, be more kind and more 
considerate, more patient with their friends and their friend's mom more than they are with their mom? All teenagers, are you in here today? Huh? You're more nice to your friend's mom than you are your mom. You show her more manners than you do your mom. Come on. If you treated your friend and your friend's mom the way you treat your, your mom, your friend's mom would be like, you ain't hanging with him anymore. You getting some new friends. That shouldn't be the case. That shouldn't be the case. Come on now. Your mom deserves better. She's not a rug to wipe all your negative thoughts on. We need to love mom patiently. Someone say, love her patiently. I was reading some articles this week. I ran across this one from Focus on the Family. It's a letter from an 80-year-old woman on her birthday. It reads, to all my children, I suppose my upcoming birthday started my thoughts along these lines. This is a good time to tell you that what I truly want are things I can never get enough of, yet they are free. I want the intangibles. I would like for you to come and sit with me and for you to be relaxed. We can talk or we can be silent. I just want us to be together. I need your patience when I don't hear what you say the first time. I know how tiresome it is to always be repeating, but sometimes I must ask you to repeat. I need your patience when I think too much about the past with my slowness and my set ways. I want you to be tolerant with what the years have done to me physically. Please be understanding about my personal care habits. I spill things. I lose things. I get unduly excited when I try to figure out my bank statements. I can't remember what time to take my medication or if I took it already. I take too many naps. Well, there you have it. Time, patience, and understanding. Those are priceless gifts that I want. It's a wonderful feeling to know his eye is on the sparrow and I know that he cares for me. I guess being old isn't so bad after all. Love, mom. Let's take care of mom. Let's love mom verbally. Let's love her physically. And let's love her patiently. And the number four thing I want to give you is let's love mom honorably. Honorably. God gave us 10 commandments in the Old Testament, and this is the only commandment that has a commanded blessing attached to it. Look at this in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. It says, honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God, thy God giveth thee. It says, when you honor, when you honor, there is, a, there is a binding covenant. As long as your mom is alive, there is a binding covenant that when you honor your mother, that you will live long on the earth. Come on, how many want to live a long life on the earth? Right? Honor mom. Well, she didn't raise me right. Honor mom. Well, she, she didn't respect me. She didn't raise me the right way. I wasn't raised in a good home. I get that, but let's honor mom. You see, respect is earned, but honor is given. Respect. You may not respect the ways that she raised you. You may not respect the ways she used to discipline you, but... According to God's word, we're called to honor our mothers and our fathers. It's a commanded blessing that comes on our lives. If the husband is the head of the home, then the mother is the heart of the home. Don't break her heart. 
Let's honor her. Well, she kicked me out. Well, you probably deserved it. You probably deserve Let's honor mom. Let's honor mom. No matter what's happened, let's forgive. Let's honor mom. I didn't say you, you have to come to a complete 100% agreement with mom. But let's honor her. Let's honor her and do it God's way. I end with this story. It's titled, When God Created Mothers. When God Created Mothers. When the good Lord created mothers, he was into his sixth day of overtime when an angel appeared and said, You're doing a lot of fiddling around on this one. The Lord replied, Have you seen the specs on this order? She has to be completely washable, but not plastic. Have 180 movable parts, all replaceable, run on black coffee and leftovers. Have a lap that disappears when she stands up, a kiss that can cure anything from a broken leg to a disappointing love affair, and have six pair of hands. The angel shook her head slowly and said, six pair of hands, no way. It's not the hands that are causing me the problem, said the Lord. It's the three pair of eyes that mothers must have. One pair that sees through closed doors when, and asks, what are you kids doing in there? When she already knows. Another in the back of her head that sees what she shouldn't, but what she needs to know. And of course, the ones in the front that look at a child when he or she goose up and says, I understand and I love you. I'm so close to creating something like myself, the Lord said. She is one that heals herself when she is sick. She can feed a family of six on one pound of hamburger. And she can get a nine-year-old to stand under the shower. Not only can she think, she can reason and she can compromise. Finally, the angel bent over and ran his finger across the cheek of the mother There's a leak, she pronounced. I told you that you were putting too much into this model. That's not a leak, said the Lord. It's a tear. What is it for, the angel asked. The Lord replied, it's for joy. It's for sadness. It's for the disappointment. It's for the pain. It's for the loneliness. You're a genius, shouted the angel. With a somber look on his face, the Lord said, I didn't put it there. I didn't put it there. Moms, we know you go through pain. We know you go through disappointment. We know you go through times when you feel like I'm not superwoman. We know you go through times when You're like, I can't run this house. I'm not enough. I'm just not enough to meet every need. I'm not enough. We know that us sons and daughters have caused tears to run down your face because of the disappointing choices we've made. We know that we haven't always treated you right. We know that we've taken advantage of you many times for what you do and how you hold the house together. And we know that if you weren't in the house, the house wouldn't be together.
And so today, we want to honor all the moms. Mom turned upside down spells wow. Wow. Because you wow us every day. Whether we say it or not, you do. And we want you to know that today. Help us to never be busy, Lord, to honor our moms. If your mom is alive today, I encourage you. Start to love her verbally more. Love her physically more. Love her patiently more. And love her honorably. Let's take care of mom. If Jesus thought it was important to take care of his mom when he left this earth, how many know it's important for us to take care of mom? Stand with me today. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball. You've taken some wrong turns. You've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, And the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer, and I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved, and I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision, but just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins, come into my life, change me, in Jesus' name. It's simple as that, and I encourage you, find a good local church. If if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things the lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.